Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. on social media, WWE was going, oh my gosh, it's the season premiere of Raw, and it's going to be the start of a brand new era. Well, if you look brand new era up into the dictionary, apparently it means rematches, and apparently it means silly finishes. (laughs) Of course, joking, but this was the first Raw after the brand split actually came into effect. So was it any good, or did it suck balls? Shouldn't have said that. My mother sometimes watches these videos. Mum, I am very, very sorry, but let's up those downs. Let's talk about the season premiere of Raw. Does anybody know what it actually means? Like, if you're watching a television program, then it does make sense, because of course it will go away, but Raw never ends. And think about that, it will go on forever. And yeah, like I say, even though WWE was acting like everything was going to be different, it just started with the opening promo that went on for around about 45 hours. And I just sat there going, <laughs> we all such mugs. Thankfully though, this was our WWE champion, Big E, so I was totally fine with it. He was like, man, I just want to say well done to Xavier Woods, my brother, for becoming King of the Ring. And thank you, Drew McIntyre, for a lovely little fight. I feel like now I'm a better champion than I was. He also welcomed all the cats and dogs who may be watching Raw. And I'm not making that up either. It's why Big E is the best. You just knew somebody was going to interrupt eventually because it is Monday Night Raw. And this week it was Seth Rollins who did indeed come out dressed like Cruella DeVille. And somebody else stole that joke from me later. But I am going to do it all the same. And all I want to say is thank Flubbins for Big E. Because my biggest fear is that Seth was going to come out here and just go, yo, man, geese title shot. And Big E would have to go, yeah, man, that's not a problem. Here's your title shot. But he didn't. He said, you think you deserve the challenge for this title? You just fought Edge and Hell in a Cell. And you lost. Oddly, Rollins then said, well, do you want to be a fighting champion or do you want to be like Roman Reigns? And that put the fear in my tum-tum because, of course, it kind of makes you go, is Seth Rollins going to beat Big E for that there championship and go on to fight Roman at Survivor Series? But we will talk about that later. And once again, because it was Monday nights, everybody else then started interrupting. 
to the point in 2022, I am going to start the interrupting counter. And honestly, it will probably get up to about 700. This time it was Rey Mysterio, who also thinks that he deserves a championship shot, and who the flub knows why. Although because he saw Seth Rollins, he did say, oh man, we've got a history, I, I. And I was like, I remember all of that. And then Finn Balor was out here and he also wants a title shot as well as Kevin Owens. I half expected me to just magically walk out at one point because everybody else was here. There was then a beef brawl between Rollins and Kevin Owens because they wound each other up when Sonya Deville was also out. And the poor audio guy was probably like, I'm so tired. Although that joke doesn't work because Sonya didn't have any music. And she said, hey, why don't we do a number one contendership match? Do hands like this as if you're a conductor. And also, it will be a ladder match. And I was like, wait a minute. We're going to do a four-way ladder match between Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, and Rey Mysterio, and nobody promoted this beforehand. I swear, WWE sometimes just forgives. So yes, this was just the most raw opening ever, but it did leave me excited because again, that match is absolutely faboo. Also, I just really like Big E, but indeed, these things do go on way too long, but up. And talking about not understanding promoting, WWE also then went, hey, it's time for our first match of the evening. And it's going to be the Dirty Dogs take on the Street Profits, take on the Alpha Academy. And not only is the winner of this going to become the number one contender for the Raw Tag Team titles, but that match will happen dot 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 tonight. So that was utter madness. And admittedly, I was a bit like, huh, when it turned out that Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler was going to win. But this was a more than fine match. It was really fun. I was entertained. There's a really cool bit when Dolphy Boy Blue went for the Famouser, but Montez Ford turned it into a powerbomb. And then he was using his Arkham Asylum skills because Otis came running in and he just moved and Otis went running into the ring post. There was then a bunch of mega moves which finished off with Montez Ford's dime. We've talked about that time and time again. But somehow that summoned out Otis. So Montez went, well, I'm going to dive on him. And the big man caught him and just tucked him around the place. For some reason, this wasn't a disqualification. Just because the match was a three-way, that rule is always really stupid. Angelo Dawkins was then so worried about his partner, he got hit with that spinebuster zigzag combo, and he did get pinned. But yes, this did mean in around about an hour, we were going to have an RK Bro versus Dirty Dogs title match. So at this stage, you couldn't really argue with more. But now I shall do that, because yes, I'm about to be a hypocrite. But really, this just comes down to the fact that Zelina Vega's coronation came second. Because this was basically the same thing that Xavier Woods did on SmackDown, although it wasn't as entertaining and it wasn't as silly. She just walked out, she's like, oh man, I'm the queen, I'm the queen. And she started to do an English accent, which kind of irked me, because seriously, it should be Spanish. If you know, you know. If you know, don't worry about it. The worst part was that this just magically turned into a crown jewel rematch, because out came Dewdrop, and in around about two and a half minutes, she just lost again. And it was a little bit like, well, what was the point of that? Down. I'm not saying that these things need to go over 20, but when the entire Queen's Crown tournament couldn't even make that number, and we keep doing small match, small match, small match, small match, eventually you do start scratching your bald head and going, I don't think WWE really cares about this anymore. As ever, it was just nonsense too. Zelina Vega was losing, so she went to remove the turnbuckle pad. The referee was like, you're not allowed to do that. So when he was distracted, she went and got her Queen Scepter. She twonked Dewdrop right on the head and pinned her for the one, two, three. And the crowd didn't really care about this because, of course, they haven't been told to care. Let's just hope that this all gets better very soon. Becky Lynch was then out next and everything livened up. <laughs> what a silly way to do it. She's still this weird half good guy, half bad guy character. And she was all like, look, 
Nobody wants to see me fight Bianca Belair anymore. They want to see me beat the likes of Rhea Ripley, and they want me to beat the likes of Liv Morgan. Now, she probably shouldn't have said this, because I was like, well, yes, I would. I would like those matches. And all you've done now is remind me that Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash have zero challenges for their women's tag team titles because WWE took their draft gun and broke them all up. Naturally, Bianca Belair then interrupted because we hadn't had an interruption in around about 37 seconds, so we had to send somebody else down there. But my word, are we doing a good job with her character because she had edge, she had attitude, she was really aggressive, and she was taking none of Becky Lynch's squit so you could look at her and go, wow, what a great baby face as ever it really is that simple. She also made the point that she has beaten a bunch of contenders, so now it is time for her to fight Becky Lynch for that Raw Women's Championship. So Bex was like, no, it's not, because look at this picture I got from Crown Jewel. Here's me winning, and she was all like, and here's your losing. And Bianca was all like, I don't really understand the point she was trying to make, but I laughed. Big time Bex then made sure she made this super serious, because she went, get to the back of the line, bitch. And you're not allowed to say bitch in WWE that the person going absolutely crazy. So they did have a brawl. And then from nowhere, poof, a kendo stick was involved. But look, the long and the short of it was Becky Lynch kind of got the upper hand, but then ran away saying, fine, you want a fight? I'll give you one. But not until next week. <laughs> that old chestnut. So that really does have to be the most overused phrase in WWE history. And as ever, you kind of watch this and go... Shouldn't we just be doing this as good guy versus good guy, even though Becky Lynch's character is very entertaining? And I think the answer is yes, especially because the crowd is always so torn about what they're supposed to do. They know what they're meant to do, but they also know what they want to do. And you just kind of end up with a bit of a palaver. I do enjoy this program, though, and I think they are both great professional wrestlers, or should I say... Sport the detainers. Kevin Owens and Finn Balor were then following that babyface, babyface advice because they went out to each other and said, look, I love you, I respect you, I want to be your friend, but obviously later on I'm going to take a ladder and throw it right into your face because I want to be the champ. Given what does happen later too, I kind of hope we see a feud between this pairing. I would enjoy it. Damien Priest was then finally back and thank Fubbins for that. He had just vanished recently and despite me looking for him, I didn't know where he'd gone. He's also got a brand new entrance, which I believe is now overthinking these things, but I also think it ties into some kind of business arrangement WWE used to have, so whatever, let's move on. And of all the people, he was fighting T-Bar, and when it comes to entrances, he still has that music that goes, oh, break it down. And I swear, every time I hear that, I go, blah, blah, blah. Gives me the heebie-jeebies, because, well, well, you know. It really did crack me up, though, because it was so random, and yet the finish, oh, was just typical Monday Night Raw. Down. It also didn't make it to the three-minute mark, and honestly, T-Bar has to be given what I'm just inventing right here, the new Idiot of the Week award. Because, of course, if he had beaten Damien Priest, he could have gone to management and said, uh, excuse me, I just beat Damo, could I please have a US title shot? But he didn't, and instead, halfway through, he just picked up a chair, he launched it at Damien Priest's head, so the ref went, all right, well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to disqualify you. So we did. So yes, bring it down. There it is, the disqualification board, which moves up to 60. And I shall make a prediction now, even though we only have two months to go, I think it does get to 100. Now, the good part of all of this is afterwards, Damien Priest was like, you absolute son of a gun. How dare you do this? And he went absolutely crazy. I mean, he beat the shit out of T-Bar and he finished off with the reckoning and he had this face was like, oh man, I'm crazy now. I'm really nuts. What am I going to do? So it's almost like a Jekyll and Hyde character, I suppose. And this is a direction I can be in favor of. So I am going to give it an up 
for WWE. I swear, if you all of a sudden forget this, much like you forgot to include Damien Priest on my TV, well, I'm not going to do anything. What the hell can I possibly do? But I'm sending the warning out there anyway. And then, just flub me sideways. Because despite it being the being WWE Raw, we learned that it was Carmella versus Liv Morgan fighting for the seventh time in the last few months. <laughs> you know what's even better? Carmella won this, so it's now Carmella 4, Liv Morgan 3, so it's 50-50 booking. Nobody has benefited, and I don't get it down. And of course, once again, it wasn't allowed more than two minutes, because why the hell would I want wrestling on my wrestling show? And Carmella just won. Went kapow, hit with a face buster, one, two, three. I don't know what to tell you. Are we going to do it again next week and Liv Morgan is going to win? In fact, I hope we do. I hope we do this match into 2025 and at the end it is Carmella 496 and Liv Morgan 492. I mean, just pick one of them and push them. Even if it's not the one that I particularly would want to be pushed right now, I would still much prefer that and I can just sit back and see where it's going to go. We also got it confirmed that yes, next year's WrestleMania is going to be two nights and there's pros and cons to that. You can debate it amongst yourselves. And then we also had another video for Keith Lee, which ended saying the Bearcat, which is his new name, is about to crawl his way to Raw. I swear. Sometimes I'm pretty sure that WWE is written by a child. This video is telling the truth as well because Keith Lee was then out here and I swear, much like Kano in Mortal Kombat, this was just WWE going kata and getting my heart boom, 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 and watching it like bleed out, but then also picking it up and giving it a kiss. They are really weird people. But the point is this it was Keith Lee versus Cedric Alexander, and Keith Lee absolutely wrecked him. Now, this is exactly what you should be doing with somebody like Keith Lee, but I was also just so sad to see Cedric Alexander put in this kind of position because he too should be kicking somebody's ass. I mean, it was really quick as well. Keith Lee kind of mauled him <laughs> like a cat. And then he hit the big bang catastrophe and he pinned Cedric for the uno dos tres. And then afterwards he looked in Shelton Benjamin's direction. So you know what's gonna happen in seven days. Shelton is gonna get it too. It's also important to note that Keith Lee's music now starts with a bear growling, or at least some kind of growl. A bit annoying we didn't go with the cat side of that because how good would it have gone and gone meow and then out comes Keith Lee but why is Vince McMahon so obsessed with little stuff we're gonna call you the bear cat and therefore we have to go raw before you come to the ring I don't know but look I like Keith Lee he got a win it feels like we're about to do something with him Dominic and Daddy were then having a chat and Rey Mysterio was all like, oh, I haven't had a Latin match in ages. What am I going to do? And Dominic was like, oh, my gosh, you gave birth to me years ago. Dad, you're going to be fine. Here's a nice moment. Austin Theory then popped up, though, and he wanted a selfie with Rey. And he asked Dominic to take it. And Dominic was all, I'm not a photographer. How dare you ask me? So honestly, if you ever see Dominic in the street, don't ask him to take a picture of you. But this did actually lead to a match. So it was a proper I don't want to take your picture contest. Astonishingly, I really liked it. Uh, and this is mostly because after Jeff Hardy, it does seem like Theory is just going to take on WWE legend after WWE legend, because surely after this, he has to go and face Rey Mysterio. And if he gets some wins and it's done the right way, this will be a terrific way to introduce a brand new character to the roster. And even though this again wasn't allowed to go more than three minutes, I thought Austin Theory and Dominic Mysterio 
just had a really good match. I mean, somehow they're both 24 years old, which makes no sense because Dominic looks about eight and Austin Theory looks about 41. That's not true. I just wanted to say it because I thought it'd be funny. And after some decent back and forth action, Austin was able to catch him. He gave him the ATL. Once again, he got the pin and he was going to take a selfie afterwards. But referee was like, no, no, what are you doing? So Austin Theory still did it. I need to check that picture. I think it will make me laugh. Randy Orton was then in the back getting mad at Riddle because Riddle was more excited about Halloween than he was focusing on their match. And I'm pretty sure the way Orton dealt with this was by saying, look, if you just go out there and ensure we retain our tag team titles and afterwards we can come back and both of us can get really excited about Halloween. Now, put your hands up if you want to see Randy Orton being really excited about Halloween. Me too. We were then about to get RK Bro versus the Dirty Dogs when we had a video saying Veer comes to Raw soon. Like, what do you mean? He was on Raw last week and the week before that, so that didn't make any sense. But it was a really good tag team title match, so up. And it was just the usual stuff where Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, Riddle and Randy Orton are good wrestlers. They're able to go out there and have a good wrestling match. Although Randy Orton really needs to start using his experience a little bit more. Because he was doing all right until Dolph Ziggler started yelling at him. Then he was like, why is somebody yelling at me? So Robert Roode just grabbed him and he chucked him over the barricade. And I really do hope that barricade is going to get a pay rise soon. It just takes damage every single week. The ending was really fun too, because after Randy Orton had given an RKO to Robert Roode, Ziggles was there and he hit the zigzag. And then Dolphy Boy Blue and Riddle were just going pin, 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 kick out, kick out, kick out. Until Riddle hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. And he got the win. And yeah, sure, that was kind of weird. Why can't our champions just hit their big move and get the victory? But again, I was entertained. Seth Rollins then cut a quick promo telling us that he was going to win the ladder match next. And it was this point I realized that him and Becky Lynch had dressed up the same, which was very nice. And then when Kevin Owens was making his entrance, he saw a ladder and he went, and he smashed his head into it over and over again to the point he was bleeding. So clearly, he gave Bill Goldberg a call before this, and I thought we decided not to do this anymore. Apparently not. Forget all of that, though, because this main event rocked, and it was even better, because we kept seeing Big E in the back, watching it on the TV, like this. I kid you not, he had his back to the camera, and I was like, Big E, you are my hero. I just want you to go on to great things, and if you take all of this and wrap it up in a nice little package, it is getting it up. It was carnage straight away with Kevin Owens using the ladders like a weapon, but then he went for a sent on mist and went crashing into one. But then Finn Balor was here and he was like, oh, I know what I can do with this. I can stomp it into people's faces, which is what he did to Seth. Finn and Ray were then fighting on top of another ladder. So Kevin was like, I know what I'll do. I'll just push you off of it. And I was like, man, this really could have been on pay-per-view. Owens then just shrugged off a buckle bomb to hit Seth Rollins with a super kick. And then he was climbing up the ladder and he was about to grab the contract. But Rey Mysterio stopped him and then basically gave him a 619 into a ladder. I was like, do not forget Ray is well into his 40s and he never has a bad match. The dude don't make no sense. There was then just a bunch of crazy spots that sure we've seen time and time again, but they never get old. And all you really need to know is throughout all this, somebody set up a table and somebody else set up a ladder bridge. It was poor Ray Mysterio who got power bombed through the table. But given this was by Kevin Owens, he suffered karma straight away when Seth Rollins gave him a backdrop off a ladder through this damn ladder bridge. And honestly, we just have to give a round of applause to Kevin Owens. When have you ever seen him in a match like this where he doesn't try and kill himself? The 
man is a damn legend. Finn Balor was all wibbly wobbly at this point and Seth Rollins realised that and he gave him a curb stomp and honestly Balor sold this like he was dead. His eyes were just staring off into the distance and at this point the architect realised, wait a minute, there's no one else around. He clammed the ladder, rung by damn rung, he got the contract and he is your brand new number one contender. And I assume this was always going to happen, but thank you for WWE for actually justifying it. And afterwards, Big E came out and he had a stare down with Seth Rollins and in the back, Seth Rollins all like, <laughs> I'm going to become the new Universal Champion. And that could happen. Because again, he did mention Roman Reigns. Our next pay-per-view is Survivor Series, where we do do champion versus champion. WWE is looking to hotshot ratings. And I hope I'm wrong. I'm fine with Seth being champion in like a few months, but not right now. Big E has to hold it for a long ass time. But I tell you this, while there was a lot of nonsense on Raw, because there's always a lot of nonsense on Raw, by the time it was over, and mostly for that main event, I was very glad that I had sat down to watch it. So we are back to giving it up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.